Well, hello, hello, my friends. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, and this is episode number 209. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to thank you very, very much for tuning in this week. And you know what I want to do in addition to that? I want to actually thank you very much for your, your really enthusiastic um, appreciation of episode number 208 and also your enthusiastic um, re- reaction to the 207 before that because you've always been very, very cool to me. And I just want to say that before I get on with this crap that I do every week. Special shout out to all of my sass potters. Much love to you, you, you beautiful, beautiful people. And also to my hashtag Pottern family. I said hashtag Pottern family. I said hashtag Pottern family. Hello to you. If you want to hear some good podcasts other than this incredible one, then you check out on Twitter hashtag Pottern family. But of course, more importantly than anything else, <laughs> you, you listen to me first, damn it. Yeah, that's right. I love my hashtag pot and family, <laughs> but I love me more. <laughs> I know that was self-serving, but shut up. You know what you signed up for. Okay, folks, let me ask you a question. Let's get this thing started. Damn it. An hour of me talking about dumb crap for your amusement. <laughs> Imagine if I named this thing that I think I'm going to name the podcast before. You know, I think I'm going to name it as Anthony says, because, you know, you'd be and I already told the story of why it's it's called that. I could call it that, or I could call it me talking about stupid crap for an hour, but I think that title's a little long. I'm just going to stick with the Yes, Anthony Says or the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I think I'll stick with that, and that's what I did. So are you ready to go, everybody? Good. This is what I'm going to talk to you about, my friends. I want to talk about something that you have to admit to yourself, that I had to admit to myself, that no one wants to admit to themselves. And what is that you're saying? S machine, S Anthony, what are you talking about? What are you not, did you not have, what did you not admit to yourself? And what am I not admitting to myself that I need to admit to myself? Well, I'll tell you, you are something's bitch. Yeah, I said it. I'm also something's bitch. Yup. Now, I don't like using that word when I'm describing anything but a female dog, but it's colloquialism, and I'm going to use it to make a point right now because it's true. I'm something's bitch and was something's bitch, and so are you. And I know what you're thinking. I'm not something's bitch. I'm an executive. I, I'm a CEO. I run my own business. I run my household. I make a lot of money. I got quadruple PhDs of PhDness. I've got 12 master's degrees. I'm worth a million something quadrillion. Eh, ah, shut up, punk. Yes, you are. You don't think you're something's bitch? Well, guess what? Neither did I, but I was. See, right now, I'm a, I'm a currently a kind of fat bastard. Yeah, that's right. But there was a time when I was a really fat bastard. That time was, you know, a while ago, because I worked my way from being a really fat bastard to uh, back down to being a kind of fat bastard. But when I was a really fat bastard, I had to take a medication because the doctor said, Hey, your blood pressure's high. You need to take this crap, you jerk off. Okay, she did not call me a jerk off. She said it with her eyes, but I, 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 I didn't like that. I said, "Why did you call me a jerk off with your eyes?" She goes, 
what are you talking about? I'm just writing down on a on a pen. What kind of what kind of self esteem problems do you have? Does it have something you being a fat bastard? And I said yes. Okay, none of that happened either. <laughs> but I did get a medicine and and uh, for for high blood pressure. And here's the problem. You get used to taking the medicine. Now, in the beginning, when you take the medicine, you get kind of dope. You feel a little sleepy. You feel a little dopey, you know, because your body's adjusting to the medicine. And it is horrible. And it's like 45 minutes after you took take the medicine, you start to feel the effects of it. And you and it's and it feels horrible because you're not used to feeling bad. You're used to just feeling the way you normally feel. Here's the worst part. Not when it the first the worst part is when it happens to you the first time you're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, girl, ha, ha. And you feel like oh doopy doop 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 doop. You get a little sleepy, you get a little tired, you get a little groggy. And that's that's the that's the number one that's the worst. Number two in the worst feelings on medication is when you're not quite adjusted to it, you still feel bad and now you know exactly when it's gonna happen. See, the first time you take it, you don't think anything about how bad could it be. <laughs> and it turns you into a dope, a sluggish idiot. And you look at the clock and say, I took it at 12 o'clock. It's 1245. Oh, man. The next day you take it at 1 and then at 145 it kicks. And hey, what's going to ha ha? And you're going, oh, crap. 45 minutes after I take this crap, I'm going to feel like crap. And for about two weeks, that's what happens to you. And you know what's coming. You go, here we go. You take the pill, you're looking at the clock. You take the pill at 12 o'clock, you're looking at the clock, you feel good, it's 12.05. You feel good, it's 12.10. 12.15, you feel good. 12.45, you feel pretty good. You walk away, you come back, you feel pretty good. And that was really the 12.45 and 15 seconds. And it sucks. But eventually you get used to the feeling and it doesn't bother you anymore. It doesn't bother you anymore. But you know, you got to take it every day. You got to take it every day because the doctor says you have to take it every day. But this is when you become the medicines, bitch. Because you know it's stopping a chronic problem that you cause by eating too much and not working out enough. You're not taking this medication because of some kind of genetic defect or some kind of chemical imbalance or something wrong. The only reason you are taking this medicine, and in this case, I'm talking about me. The only reason I was taking that medicine, the only reason was because I didn't work out enough and I ate too much. That's why. Which means if I lost weight and got down to just where I am now, just a kind of fat bastard, well, then you would not need that medicine. Yeah. But that requires effort. <laughs> and I ain't doing it. That's what fat bastard me said. Kind of fat bastard was like, hell, I don't know what that jackass was thinking. But fat bastard me back then was thinking, if I was going to work out and exercise, that crap would have happened already. And since it didn't, <laughs> and I'm taking this medicine, everything's beautiful and I'm good. <laughs> don't cost that much. I can deal with it. <laughs> But then all of a sudden somebody books you in a club and you have to go away uh, for two weeks. And you got five pills left. And the last time I checked, two weeks is 14 days and you got five pills. So you better go to the pharmacy and get that. Just get it filled out early. Not a problem. You go there. You know, you've already filled it out a couple of times. You go to the pharmacy. You give them the thing. You tell them the story. You fill it out. You get your medicine. Not a big deal. It's only, a, you know, a few days. You get it. And you, you go, come here. I'm got to do this thing. Oh, sure. 
regular person who comes in that I know on a regular basis that I've been very pleasant with on every other occasion. Okay, here is my prescription. I need to fill this out because I got to go away for two weeks. Excuse me, sir. Because a guy's voice doesn't even sound the same. When everything was going swimmingly, when you're just bringing in your medicine and handing in the medicine and he gives you back the medicine, he'll be ready in 20 minutes, sir. <laughs> Why don't you sit down and have some fresh pastry as we have someone who won't walk around and rub your back? <laughs> That's what he sounded like the first time and the second time and the 15th time. But this time I'm asking him to do something different. I'm asking for the medicine a little early and all of a sudden, this guy, this what do you want, fat boy? Uh, what? You want this medicine early, don't you, fat boy? Well, let me tell you something, punk. Listen, fat ass. This medicine says that you don't get your medicine until it's at least 3.17 days before it is time to expire. So I ain't giving you nothing, fat ass. Uh, Are you you a twin or something? Why you saying that, fat ass? I was wondering if you were a twin because, you know... Last month I came in here and I just I, I gave you the medicine bottle. You were very very pleasant, right? You know you were you very. I mean you even had the pleasant guy voice. Oh, you mean this voice right here? Yeah, that's the voice. Well, it's not anymore, fat ass, because you're asking me to do something, fat boy. Okay, okay, back titties. Shut up and side boobs. Shut up, punk. Uh, I just want the I just you know, want the prescription to, you know to. You know, I know what you want other than a donut, fat boy. But let me tell you something. You get nothing. Get out of my face. Get out. And then he punched me in the throat and threw me down the steps. Okay, that did not happen. He did not punch me in the throat and throw me down the steps. But he did send me out without the medicine. And I had five pills. And I needed my full allotment because I was going to be gone for two weeks. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, what does that mean? That means that I'm going to have to, every time somebody books me for a gig that lasts a longer time, or if the dates don't line up properly, and I don't, it doesn't line up properly with the medicine, I can't get the medicine. Oh, no. What does that mean? That means I'm tethered. I'm tethered because of this medicine. This medicine is making it difficult for me. This medicine is causing problems. This medicine is going to make me do one or two things. Either make sure I book my gigs in weird ways so that it doesn't line up improperly with my medicine refills, or I'm going to have to work out and eat right for an extended basis, for an extended time to make sure I lose my weight so I get to be at least just a kind of fat bastard and I don't need this medication anymore. Either way, this pill is going to cause me these pills are going to cause me this prescription is going to cause me a lot of discomfort it's either going to cause me the discomfort of not having medicine when i need the medicine and being away from the medicine and being scared of being away from the medicine and trying to ration out the medicine and maybe even trying to get another relative who's not available to get the medicine do something that they shouldn't have to do to get the medicine to send it to me and i don't want to do that i don't want to inconvenience other people or i'm going to have to work out and eat right oh no and i didn't want to inconvenience my relatives i didn't want to do that i didn't want to inconvenience friends because it would have been a really big inconvenience for them to do that for me i didn't want to do that i didn't need to do that and i don't want to bother people if i don't have to bother people so what did i do I inconvenienced my friend anyway. I had no choice, damn it. It's not like I'd lose all the weight in a day and a half. Shut up. So I had a friend of mine go back to the place, get the medicine, and ship it to where I was going to be. 
and I finally get to the place after a long trip. The medicine beats me there. They're about to throw my stuff in the trash. I walk up to the counter. Hi, I'm S. Anthony Thomas. Oh, you're the comic. Yeah, that's right. Wait a minute. I think there's something here for you. And I think, get it, get it. I think we threw it away. Get it, get it, get it. They finally get my medicine, and I bump. If I had gotten into, if the cab driver hadn't had driven a little bit slower to the location, my medicine would have been in the trash can, and then I would have went a whole month without medicine because the guy who wouldn't even give me the medicine a couple of days early, damn sure wouldn't give me another 30-day supply of medicine. Oh, no. Once again, the medicine made me its bitch. Oh, yes, it did. I was tethered to the medicine. Oh, no. They don't act like you don't know what it's like to be something's bitch. Of course you know what it's like to be something's bitch. Are you a parent? Oh, you're a parent? Well, guess what? You are, punk. You're your kid's bitch. Yeah, I said it. You're your kid's bitch. You think you run things? You don't run nothing. The kid doesn't get up and run to your room when you cry, and you're a parent, so I know you cry. I got stuck with these damn kids. <laughs> and the parent, the, the kid doesn't jump out of the crib going, it's okay, it's okay. I know you're hungry. Suck on my chest. The kid can't do that, but you can do that, lady. That's right. When you're crying, I can't believe I got her pregnant this early. <laughs> the kid doesn't walk in and stick a bottle in your mouth and say, okay, okay, and sing really bad lullabies off key until you pretend that you're asleep. Oh, no, you don't. That never happens, punk. Because you have to jump up to get what the kid wants. You have to jump up and put that stupid ju milk in that stupid bottle and heat it up. But you better make sure it's not too hot. So you got to shake it onto your wrist and burn the crap out of yourself. Because you don't want to burn the crap out of the baby. And you have to sit there till it cools down under the running cold water in the sink. Then you go upstairs. You put the bottle in the kid's mouth. And the kid drinks the bottle. But the kid knows. I bet the kid knows. That it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You notice when you feed the kid in the middle of the day, when you don't mind sitting there with the kid in your arms, you don't mind putting the bottle in the kid's mouth, the kid drains that bottle down. Because every parent and every cousin or uncle like me who's been in charge of the baby for, for periods of time, you always remark, boy, this kid was hungry. Look how he, look how fast he sucked down that bottle. <laughs> boy, you're going to grow up big and strong because it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the kid knows you're watching Inside Edition or watching a YouTube video or some crap like that. You had nothing better to do at the time because this is what you're in charge of doing playing with watching the kid the kid sucks down the battle because there's really nothing the kid can do to you but the kid's waiting you're looking down at the kid and the kid's drinking the bottle and you always have a kid smile after you take the bottle out of their mouth no that's not them smiling at you they're smiling like <laughs> you probably think i'm gonna drink that bottle that fast at three o'clock in the morning well guess what ass face i'm not gonna and it's three o'clock in the morning. You can barely keep your eyes open. You try not to drop the kid. You sit down in the chair. You're going, this ain't going to take long. He had a bottle this size earlier this, this morning. He drained this crap down in like five minutes. He's going to drink this in five minutes. I'm going to put him over my shoulder. I'm going to pat his back and rub his back for a couple of minutes. He's going to burp once, burp, burp twice. Burp. I'm going to put him back down. He's going to go back to sleep. I'm going to put him in the crib. I'm going to go back to bed and I'm going to sleep till nine o'clock because that's when he normally wakes up after I feed him. Right? That's what you think is going to happen. Why? Because you're stupid. Yeah, I said it. That kid never drinks that bottle fast at three o'clock in the morning. I know from personal experience from my little nephews. Yeah, I remember putting a bottle in their mouth at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, man, my little man, my little nephew just drained this bottle. And at three o'clock in the morning when he's at Uncle Essa's house, what happens? 
You put the bottle in his little mouth and he takes 48 minutes to drink four ounces of fucking formula. I'm like, what did you, you woke up and I'm going, I can't wait till, as soon as you become an adult, I'm going to wait till you're like 26 years old. I'm just going to walk up and punch you in the face. And you're going to go, what the hell was that for? And I'm going to go, remember 25 and a half, remember your 26th birthday today. Remember 25 and nine tenths years ago when you were a little baby and you were at that house. And he goes, and he's going to go. No, I don't remember that when I'm going. Yeah, well, I do remember it, punk. And I had to sock you. Also, I'm going to pee in your face once because we are. You still owe me one, you little bastard, even though you're actually bigger than me now because you're an adult. But that's different. Don't worry about it. But you know what I'm saying, parents? They never drink that damn bottle. They drain it. They drink it all slow. They move their heads around, knock the bottle out of there. And you think, well, maybe they don't want it. Then you try to take the bottle away. Then all of a sudden miraculously they have this incredible ability with their motor functions to grab the bottle and put it back in their mouth just when you think you were going away what do you think the baby's thinking you know what the baby's thinking (laughs) i don't know how to speak the language yet but i know what it's like to make somebody my bitch i'm gonna act like i don't even like this formula let me knock it out of my mouth i don't know what she's saying right now but she's well she feels like she's getting up nice try old lady i'm grabbing her bottom put her right back in my mouth again You thought you were going back to bed, didn't you? <laughs> no, you're not. Let me finish this bottle up. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes and pretend like I'm going to sleep. You're going to put me back in that cage. You're a nice try, lady. No, nah, not yet. Not yet. She's still in the room. It's not going to annoy her yet. I'm going to wait until I hear her ass hit that mattress and her talk to that other, to that dude. I guess I'm supposed to call him daddy. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, there's, there's the squeak of the mattress. There it is. They're talking. Ha, ha, ha. And next time. And now it's time to cry again. This time louder. Oh, God. I'll, I'll go this time. Ha, ha, ha. Now it's his punk ass turn. I'm going to drink another bottle and I'm going to go through this all over again. In fact, I'm going to shit on him. That's right. You're that kid's bitch. Yeah, that's right. And I know there's a lot of you out there that are going, ha, 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 parents, ha, 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 I'm not a parent. I'm nothing's bitch. Oh, you're nothing's bitch, are you? Really? You're nothing's bitch? Is that what you're trying to say? Hmm. Well, let me ask you a question, punk. Got a dog? Oh. Oh, you do, do you? And you're laughing at the parents. Oh, really? Mmm. And you don't think you're the dog's bitch, huh? Really? Hmm. Has your friends ever asked you to go someplace and you couldn't go anyplace because you didn't have any place to put the dog, jackass? <laughs> Which means the dog's existence stopped you from going on a trip you wanted to go on, you dumb bastards. And you had to sit there looking at the dog. And the dog's just, hey, where they running around now? <laughs> and you're looking at the dog like, I could be in Alcapulco right now, getting rejected by women out of my league and maybe having one giving me some pity delicious buttocks. But I got to sit here with your punk ass because you can't, there's no kennel that'll take you. Remember, I took you to that kennel. I walked up to the place and I walked in and the guy from the kennel says, no, you don't, you bastard. And I'm saying, what are you talking about? And he goes, I remember that dog from last time. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, come on, I know that dog. I don't remember the dog's name. I just remember him as the dog that bit me. That dog's crazy. That dog went all nuts in here and bit everybody in 
here. The dog was so crazy. His craziness spread to the other dogs and everybody in here got bit by every dog in here. And we don't want that dog in here. And we don't want you in here either. Get out. And then I said to the guy, I said, wait a second, that's wrong. You're supposed to be experts. I'm going to report you. And he goes, uh, who are you going to report me to, jackass? Uh, you're going to go to another kennel? Go ahead and go to another kennel. We've taken pictures of you, pictures of your dog, pictures of your car, pictures of your license plate and sent it to every kennel within driving range, telling them, do not take the dog of this man. We also sent them the video of how your dog acts, videos of your dog biting people, video of your dog actually going down to each cage unlocking the cages huddling the dogs into a circle pointing at us with his paw pointing at its mouth pointing back with his paw telling the other dogs and dog language to bite all humans available and we had to come back in with the the, the, the dart guns shoot all the dogs knock them down and drag their unconscious bodies back into their cages because of your punk ass dog yeah that's right and another thing, punk, we also remember that time, your first time you came and you had your wife with you and she showed up and she had her car. Well, guess what? Nice try, punk. We got pictures of your wife, your wife's car and your wife's license plate also. And man, don't try that wig crap because we have facial recognition software. So don't even try coming in there with glasses and different wigs and stuff, you bastards, because that ain't going to work, punk. And now you're stuck with the dog. Maybe you want to go out and hang with you. Maybe you're not going to go a long distance. Maybe you're not going to go that far. Maybe you're going to go, you know what? I can't go to Acapulco with my friends. But what I can do, <laughs> what I can do is I can go to the bar with my friends. I can hang out late at night with my friends. I can go over to my girlfriend's house and take her to Bang Central. I can do that. Oh, you can, can you? Didn't you spend about $1,000 on those two leather couches in your house? Hmm. What's going to happen when the dog starts getting a little restless because you're not home at your customary 930? You know, the time when your bitch makes you come home because your dog's a female because that would make you your bitch's bitch. Huh? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> you spend a grand on those couches. And what do you think that dog's going to do? It's wintertime. You can't put the dog outside. Oh, I have a fence up. Oh, yeah. Dogs can't climb fences, dummy. Until they do. What do you think is going to happen to your couch? You think you're going to have toilet paper rolls all chewed up in the bathroom? Um, you think you're going to have a steaming pile of shit on your bed? Mm, I think you will. You're that dog's bitch. Walking around. Thinking that you run stuff. That dog ain't picking up stuff that falls out of your ass, is it? No, you got to. You know, you really don't have to. I mean, there's a chance no one's going to see you leave that steaming pile of dog crap. But there's also a chance they will. And if you let that steaming pile of dog crap stay on the ground, that's called littering. And that's a $300 ticket. Every time the dog drops a piece of shit out of his ass, it's a $300 shit chunk, punk. Because if you leave any one of them on the ground, it's $300. You could, the dog could drop six loads, you pick up five of them, you leave one load, bang, $300. <laughs> that dog knows it's got a $300 ass, and you better do what it says. You're that dog's bitch. Well, my friends, I got off of that medicine. I am no longer that medicine's bitch. Now I'm the 
layer of fat on my stomachs, bitch. Because it's cutting down on my dating prospects. Luckily, I'm funny. So women still want to bang me. But that I would be banging more women. I mean, not that I want to bang lots of women. Yes, I do. But what I'm saying saying is it cuts down on the number of women that want to take me to bang city. But as it rapidly disappears, as this fat disappears, I'm becoming less and less of this belly fat bitch. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at my belly right now and I'm watching it shrink. Hi, belly fat. You thought you ran shit, didn't you? (laughs) Well, as soon as I finish this podcast, edit it up and and upload it, I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, that's right. Look to the left. Oh, actually, you're just fat cells. You don't have eyes, but I'll tell you what's to the left. What's to the left of me is a weight bench. Oh, yeah. What's under that weight bench is about 300 pounds of weights. Oh, yeah. What's under that bench is about is a bunch of kettlebells. Oh, yeah. And guess what's going to happen, jackasses? Oh, you see what that is? What that is over there, belly fat? That's my stationary bike. Oh, you didn't see that, did you? Look over there. What's that? That's my full size a punching bag. Oh, yeah. And it's me and them versus you. <laughs> That's right, belly fat. What are you going to do? You've been sitting around for a while. You see, I remember what it was like to be in my 20s when I had none of you, when I had a six pack. Oh, yeah. And I know the six pack is underneath there going, can I get out now, please? You saw me before. You like when I was here and now I got stuck with this crap on top of me. Could you get this crap off of me? If you allow me out, if you get this stuff off of me and you allow me out, remember how much women wanted to take you to Bang Central when I was around Bang City, my friend? And I say, yes, abdominal muscles that are covered in the layer of fat. Yes, I do remember. Would you like to join the fight? Yes, I would. It would be me, you, the weight machines, the stair, the, the, the bike, the stair machine, the punching bag, the kettlebells, all of us against belly fat. And then I, oh, look at belly fat. Belly fat scared. Belly fat, how you doing? It's this Anthony. I just want to say one thing right now. Normally when I get into a fight with someone, I say, don't take it personally. Don't be upset. It's just business. Which is a complete lie because I don't fight anyone because I'm not an idiot. But if I was to fight someone, I would say that because it would sound cool like a movie. You know, like one of those movie lines like, I'll be back and all of that crap. I, I, I've never, you know, let's get back to what I'm saying. Belly fat, I would just like to say right now, my friends, you are going to go. Six months from now, all of you will be gone. <laughs> you won't exist anymore. What are you going to say about that? You said it before. You said it before. I'm going to stick around right now, buddy. Because remember when you were a really fat bastard, now you're just kind of a fat bastard? You think I like that? You think I like the fact that you got rid of damn near all of my friends and just left a little bit, just left me alone? Hmm? How would you like it if I made a whole bunch of your friends disappear? How would you like that? Um, you're just fat cells. You don't have the power to do that. I know that we're speaking hypothetically, you bastard. Now, would you like it if I did that? Actually, um, if I was slowly killing you, if I was making it difficult for you to move and do the things you wanted to do, if I was making it slightly more difficult, if the excess of me was causing you to have to take a medication and you decided to throw me out, I wouldn't blame you. 
Wow, I was trying to use that example to make a point, but it seems to have backfired on me. That's right, Belly Fat. Your, your argument backfired. So I just want to say one thing to you, Belly Fat. I would like to say it was nice knowing you, but it wasn't. So, fuck you, and soon, goodbye. You bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, listening to the podcast, ladies listening to the podcast. Normally, I wouldn't allow a discussion like that out, which is a complete lie, because I do that crap, all, do this crap on the podcast all the time. And <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't let this kind of thing out, but I had to let the body, the body fat, the belly fat, I had to let it know it was going to go away. I was no longer going to be a belly fat bitch. Now, I've used examples of belly fat for me and that old medicine. I use that as an example of being something's bitch or a dog being a bitch's bitch or your kids being your kids bitch. I've used those examples And maybe those examples don't necessarily apply to you, but I know for a fact if you exist, if you're a human being, if you are out in the world, if you're an adult, whether you're a child or an adult, there is something that is making you its bitch. Now, sometimes it's things we can't control. Sometimes it's things like your job is making you its bitch, but it's paying you money. But if there's something that's making you its bitch, that isn't helping you, that isn't giving you a benefit like this body fat is has of absolutely no benefit to me, so it's got to go, and it's going to go, and I'm no longer going to be his bitch. And that medicine had to go, I'm no longer that medicine's bitch. I know there's something that's making you its bitch. And all I want to say to you, you bastards, is whatever that thing is, stop letting it make you his bitch. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Segment over. Folks, let me talk to you about something right here, my friends. I want to talk to you about a theory I have that I live by and I believe in wholeheartedly. And there's a lot of people that I know that I talk to about it that are personal friends of mine. And it's held true for me and it's held true for them. It surely, surely has. And I'll explain what I'm talking about. You're dating someone and it's going kind of good. You have, you're kind of exclusive. You haven't outwardly said that you're exclusive. You haven't said you love them or maybe you said it, but you kind of didn't mean it. You just said it because, you know, you kind of want to keep having sex with them. You know what I'm saying? And you've gotten it on for a little while. You haven't gotten it on that many times, but you've gotten it on enough where you know what to do with this person. You've been doing it for, you got it on a few times, maybe 15, 20 times, maybe 30 times. And then they do something annoying or stupid or mean, or they just start getting on your last nerve and you want to get rid of them and you get rid of them. And it's really not that big a deal. They blow you off. You blow them off. They, they, they stop calling. You stop calling. You don't really miss them. They were just somebody you kind of dug a little bit and you got it on with a few times. That's because they didn't make it into dating syndication. You see, when a television show makes it in the syndication, it means it, it went to 100 episodes. Now, even if it only made it to 100 episodes, it doesn't matter. It has enough to be in this syndication. Right. Even if it only makes 102 episodes, doesn't matter. 100 episodes doesn't matter. Sometimes even 99 episodes, it doesn't matter. As long as it basically hits that 100 threshold, it goes into syndication. It may not be as great a show as Seinfeld or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it made it into, the syndic- into syndication. 
and it's going to just keep running and someone's going to watch it. There's always going to be space for more television programming for people who are bored and want to watch something kind of funny. It just, it's there. It's always there. It's reliable. You turn, I want to watch the show where the person does the stuff. Click. Oh, there it is. Yeah. How many of these they make? Oh, just barely made it in the syndication. Huh? Whatever. I'll watch it while I'm, while I'm eating this sandwich. Oh, it's kind of funny. It's all right. And that's what happens in dating syndication. Dating syndication is one way of describing it. I just, that's the way I describe it to people I don't know that well. But it's not what I call it when I talk to my friends. And Sass Potters, I consider you friends. Unless you try to borrow money, then fuck you. But other than that, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> But I don't call it, I don't call it dating syndication when I'm talking to people who are uh, personal friends of mine. It, the theory is actually, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. God dang on it. Uh, the theory is called something completely different um, when I'm talking to personal friends. It's not called dating syndication. It's called uh, the 50 bang theory. Oh, yeah. 50 bangs is the number, my friend. It's a small number, 50. $50, it's a, not a lot of money. I mean, you don't want to lose $50, but... You know, it's not going to make or break you during the course of a year. But in one particular instance, $50 is a nice chunk of bread. You know, you, you can buy something interesting for $50. $50 is something that would come into your household that you wouldn't want to have it break. Right? $50. That's the minimum number when you bring something in your house when you're going, ho, 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 wait a minute. Don't knock over that thing that costs $50 now. Now, if it costs $22, eh, it was $22. And it's the same thing with banging. I had to break up with a girl. We were only 32 bangs in, right? I had a girl break up with me. We're 20, we're uh, 41 bangs in. I just wasn't the right guy for her. And it didn't really bother me that much. We banged 41 times. It was fun. I, I enjoyed banging you. She thought I was going to be upset. I was a little perturbed, mainly because I, you know, enjoyed banging her. But I, I knew it wasn't working out. I just figured I'd sit there and get some extra bangs out of it. <laughs> just like, you know, you know uh, <clears throat> anyway. And I had to break up with a girl after 37 bangs. It, it is what it is. We hadn't reached dating syndication. We hadn't reached the 50 bangs yet. The 50 bang theory. You see, once you've gotten to the 50th bang, my friends, at that point by now you know the person very, very well. You know everything about the person. You know all the good stuff about the person. You know all the bad stuff about the person. And even though there, even though he's a bit of a douche, he's your douche. Even though she's a bit of a pain in the ass, she's your pain in the ass. You're used to her now, and you've banged her fifty-seven times. You know what? I like her. I know she's a pain in the ass, but whatever, man. She's my pain in the ass. I know he's a bit of a douche, but. He's my douche. That's what happens after the 50th bang. All of a sudden, the stuff that if you discovered it 20 bangs in, you would drop kick his punk ass like a hot brick on a cold Tuesday. If you found out about that weird crap she does, you you just open the door, point to outside and say, that's where you need to be, baby. That's right, because it's too early in the bang season. Oh, yeah. But after the 50th bang, you're used to them. You're used to banging them. They know how to bang you. You know how to bang them. You don't want to have to learn stuff. You don't want to have to start all over again. Oh, no. They've made it into dating syndication, the 50 bang theory. 
After 50 bags, even friends that didn't like your boyfriend, they hated his guts. They gave him the side eye. Look at that piece of shit. She could do so much better than that bastard. Not realizing that the dude that they're with is also a huge piece of shit. But you see, you're, you are on bang 27 with your guy your guy gets the side i look at him look at him but they've been banging she's on 117 bangs with her guy and she's on 3014 bangs with her guy and she's on 75 bangs with her guy they've passed the 50 bang threshold so they can no longer look down on the bad stuff that their dude does they've passed the 50 bang theory threshold threshold but they can look down at your dude but now you're at bang 40 He's not that bad. All right. Oh, Chuck's here. Oh, okay. Okay. Where before was like, Chuck's here. That bastard. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's 10 bangs in. 20 bangs in. All right. 30 bangs in. 40 bangs in. Hey, all right, Chuck. What's going on? After bang 50. Now your friends realize, wait a second. He's a bit of a douche, but he kind of makes her happy. I guess we'll put up with his punk ass. After the 50th bang to your friends, you become like the boil on the on their ass that it costs too much to lance. That's what you become to the other person, too. You to your wife. You're the boil on her ass that it costs too much to lance. She goes into the doctor. She goes, how much will it cost to lance this crap? Uh, yeah, about nine hundred dollars. Oh, is it going to have any ill health effects? No, it's just going to be there. I'm cool with it. And all of a sudden she becomes woman with boil on the ass and you're the boil on her ass. Why? Cause you banged her 50 times and she got used to you. Now don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You bastard. You know, damn well, if you got married, all that means is you went past the 50 bang threshold into the 200 bang threshold. And once you get into the 200 bang threshold, <laughs> get to buying a ring punk. Cause if you bang a woman 200 times, you're getting married. That's right. And women, if you bang a guy 200 times and don't marry him, all I'm going to say is always check the back seat of your car to make sure he's not hiding in there because he's hiding in there. Now, I've been past the 50 bang threshold with several women and each one of them has become a girlfriend. Why? Because I banged them 50 times. I know I'm being a little crass with the way I'm describing it. I know that. But I told you, I'm not going to make up crap or lie to you bastards. It's the truth. You know, that's the threshold. You know, if you get Have you ever just discarded someone or broken up with them casually after bang 50? No, you haven't. And if you say you did, you're lying. The only time you got rid of somebody that easy is five to ten, maybe at the most 15 bangs in you fake bastards. Why? Because you haven't gotten used to banging them yet. Right? Your girlfriend, your boyfriend is essentially the old country buffet across the streets. It's like, I'm not going all the way downtown to that five-star restaurant. I can't find parking. Sometimes it's hard to get a reservation. Some, you know, I just, I, there's a lot of traffic. I don't feel like dealing with that crap. But old country buffet across the street is always three quarters full, but I always get a seat. There's always parking and the food's pretty good. I like it. 
Sometimes you want to go after the pretty boy, the pretty lady. Sometimes you want to go after the hottie. Sometimes you want to go after the stud. You're going, I'm only 50 bangs into this person, but I'm going to go after the hottie, the stud, the this, the that. But let me tell you something, friends. If the hottie is so hot, if the stud's so studly, why are they available? Hmm? I mean, if they're so perfect, the first person that got them would never let them go, right? If they were so perfect, they'd have such high standards that they wouldn't even begin to be in a relationship with someone who was beneath them because they're so perfect, right? There's a flaw there, my friend. You just can't see it because they're too pretty. You ever go to eat at your local restaurant? You read a whole bunch of reviews about this restaurant. Oh, this restaurant's food's the best. It's got the best, double best. 700 Michelin stars and 16,000 stars and 6 billion stars and fantastic double stars and triple stars. And the chef's got double Michelin stars and all of that crap. And you go down there and you sit down. You got your finest clothes on. You spend $45 to park. You spend, you know, the meal's going to cost $700, but you saved up for it. It's worth it. You're going to treat yourself. This is going to be the best person standing behind you every time your water glass is empty. Some dude in a suit that costs more than the suit you're wearing pours water into your glass last and gone thank you and the person looks away <laughs> because because you're a customer you're and you, they're gonna treat you like you're above them they're not gonna i am not allowed i have must avert my eyes you're a customer i cannot look directly at you and somebody comes down and they got a plate and they put the little squirrels all over the plate and they put the food down it's a little teeny bit of food in the middle of the plate because expensive restaurants do that and then you dive and you eat this stuff and you eat it this is the chocolate mousse with the double mousse oh this is fantastic and you eat the chocolate mousse and you realize is it better than regular chocolate pudding of course it is is it seven hundred dollars better no i think i'm gonna bring you the double duck with the triple duck and double glazed duck with glazed glaze on top of the glaze thank you would you put the double glaze on top of the triple glaze oh fantastic yes i will and here's some double glaze on top of the triple glaze and sometimes more drizzle and more of that oh this is gonna be great you stick your fork in you stick your knife in this lamp off a chunk you take it you put it in your mouth you chew it and it's great this is some good double glaze, triple glaze, double glaze, duck with a double, triple glaze on top of the triple glaze. This is awesome. Yum. Is it $700 awesome? No. You know why it's not $700 awesome? Because it actually cost more than you thought it was. You thought it was going to be $700 coming in, but there's always other stuff. You get caught up in the moment, and that $700 meal that you spent all that time saving up for, for all of a sudden, it's a $1,400 meal. And that's when you, when you bit into the food, you thought, man, it was not worth, it's great, but it's not worth $700. And if it ain't worth $700, it's damn sure not worth $1,400. Oh, no. Thank goodness you bought your credit card, you dumb bastard. And then you leave and you got to tip the bastard. You try to give the guy a $5 bill. He looks at you and he's about to motion to the person. He makes the throat slash motion and the valet bringing your car back. Another, another, another valet drives up next to your car holding a sledgehammer. He rears back to smash out your windows. You go, wait a second. And then you hand the valet a 20. He makes the reverse throat slash gesture. That guy gets back on the motorcycle with the sledgehammer and drives away. And now you're home and you spent $1,420 on a meal. You're not hungry because you ate some food. 
But was it worth the $1,400? Hell no. Would you do it again? Hell no. It was all hype and it didn't live up to the hype. Well, guess what? Sometimes that's what the flashy person's like. You think it's going to be great. You know what I mean? I've been there before. I was with a lady and she was all great and everything. We broke up and I didn't break up with her for the other person. I broke up with her and then the other person came along because I wouldn't do that. But it was still the comparison there. And I remember what it was like to jump on top of that woman that was a cutie and cutie and sweetie and cutie and cutie. It just didn't work out. And four months later, I made this hot thing. On a scale of one to 10, she was a six million. Oh yeah. And I walk up to her and at the time I got my six pack, triple pack, double pack, quadruple pack and all of that crap. And she comes up, you're funny. Thank you. I bet your girlfriend really loves your show. And I'm thinking, (laughs) that's how women find out if you have a girlfriend or not. And I go to her, well, I don't have a girlfriend. And she goes, oh, you don't? And I go, no, I'm sure you're a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. Oh, you don't, do you? (laughs) And the next thing you know, we're, we're at Jerry's Deli talking. And she's saying stuff. And I'm listening. And at the time, I thought what she was saying was brilliant and insightful. And then we go back to, I'm not going to say we went back to my house and I banged the crap out of her. But we went back to my house and I banged the crap out of her. And we banged the crap out of her each other every day for the next six months. I mean, I'm talking some prime time banging. I'm walking around with her. You know, and she's walking around with me because I'm known in the town because I'm Mr. Funny and she's hot as crap. And I'm walking around, you know, and I always get my way. We got the hand around the waist and she's all hugged up on me. And I'm all because we're both idiots. And then after a while, it kind of wore off. And I realized how shallow I was at that time because I was not that interested in anything about her. I didn't find her intellectually stimulating, not because she was dumb. She was far from dumb. She was not dumb at all. She was just not right for me. And I was not right for her. It was not right. And after I, after I woke up and I realized the only reason I was in a relationship with this young lady was because she was smoking hot and I enjoyed banging her because she was smoking hot. All of a sudden, the magic wore off and she was just another pretty lady. And when I took her to Bang City, after that revelation, it was just banging. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was hard to break up with because we hadn't well past moved past the 50 bang theory. Hell, we moved past the 50 bang theory in the first month, wait, month, first week. But you can't count those 50 bangs because they happened within seven days. That doesn't count. I'm talking about the normal 50 bangs over a normal, you know, normal period of time. And that's when I realized you can't be, you know, it's like you, you go up with the flashy person. It doesn't really mean anything. It means nothing. So what I want to say to you, my friends, is regarding the 50 bang theory, and this is very, very important. You and I both know 50 bangs in. You've, you finally feel you finally realize who the person is. You realize what the person is like and you start to put up with the crap that you normally wouldn't put up with because you're getting used to regular banging. 
So I decided a long time ago, I decided I'm going to before I get it on with women, I'm going to get to know them first. I'm not going to get all hooked on the banging like I did with that super hot woman before I realize what kind of person they are. Right. I mean, like right now, if a woman that was as hot as that woman came along right now, you know, and I had an opportunity to take her to, to, to bang city on a regular basis, I would still bang the crap out of her. I know what I know what you thought I was going to say. Some of you knew exactly what I was going to say. You were going to go. He's going to just say he was going to bang the crap out of her. And I'm I'm going to call those guys dudes. OK, I would not actually bang the crap out of him because I'm a mature man. Now. I'm 47 years old. I would not bang the crap out of a woman just because she's smoking hot. I'm too mature for that. <laughs> I almost said that with a straight face. <laughs> But in all seriousness, um, I, I, I was talking to friends of mine. And I said the, the, one, the thing that always cracked me up was the simple fact that, you know, I'm wired a little differently when it comes to dating. It's like I'll be cool with someone when we're dating. I, I'm gonna I treat everybody well. I really do. But I'm extra nice to someone after they're established as my girlfriend. After that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's like you, you want to find out I mean, what is this person like. Why should I invest a whole lot of crap in this person if I don't even realize if I don't if I don't even know whether I like this bastard or not? I'm going to treat you good, but you're not going to get to all the extra. Sp- I've already been there before. I've done that part where you do all the love pumps and the world and stars or the cosmos. Your eyes are the sun and moon and cosmos and, and the, the largest star in the universe. X, I think it's XJ or XY Canis Majoris is not large enough to, to be my heart is larger than that and if you look at the vastness of the universe and the, and the ever expanding universe is still smaller than my love for your eyes and the cosmos and the wonderfulness and if I look at the flower I realize the flowers are, and I know the sunrise is beautiful but your eyes are, and all of that crap and then you find out the woman's like Wait, I, I don't get away from me and you feel like a complete chump. <laughs> you did all of that crap. And she's looking at you like, really? You should have waited till after the 50th bang jackass. Because I'm not into you. Get out. So that's why I say the 50 bang theory. And this is for men and women. This is not gender specific. I don't tell gender specific stories generally. Women, there's some stuff that you did you think everything ladies are the same way ladies ladies are simple just like like dudes ladies are similar to dudes in this way everybody knows there's some stuff you ain't gonna do to you to the dude you're banging and some stuff you're not gonna do to or with a boyfriend or tell a boyfriend but you're gonna do tell or do and all of that crap you're gonna do that for your husband i remember going out with a lady we were 47 bangs in and i was like i like her so much I'm going to change it to the 47 bang theory for her. And we were, if you understand what I'm saying, and I wanted her to hear, she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm saving that for my husband. And I went, oh, damn. You sure you don't want to? She goes, no, we can, but, you, but you're not going to, because I'm saving for my husband. And I went, I really want to. She goes, nah. And I go, but I'm your long-term boyfriend. She goes, I know, but we're not married yet. And I go, oh, I know what you want to do. Because yeah. I get the distinct feeling that once we get to married, I, she let me one time. And then she goes, okay, I promise. And I go, Haha, how about tomorrow? I can't wait to hum tomorrow. She goes, no, I promise you that we get to hum after we got married. And since you just hum, we're just going to go back to our regular hum. 
Wait a second. I never said you were going to get to do it continuously after we're married. I just said you were going to get to do it. And we just did it. And I don't want to get trapped like that. <laughs> so, my friends, listen, like I said, I'm wired a little bit differently. The electricity to my building is wired a little bit differently. And like I said, there's always something you're kind of holding back before bang 50. You know, and there's always something you're kind of holding back before you get married. I know. And I don't blame you. But what I'm saying is, my friends, make sure. Like, like if Steve Harvey can tell people to wait 90 days before they have sex. Well, I can tell people the S. Anthony theory is don't get really serious about someone until after bang 50. Yeah, that's right. The S. Anthony Thomas 50 bang theory memorize it and apply it to your life's your bastards yeah that's right 50 bang theory segment over okay folks let me let me ask you this everybody talks about desire you know the things that they desire and a lot of times the desires that we have are used against us you see it in the you know, in in in, uh, in advertising, if you really think about it, they always they'll always put look for the ladies. They'll always have some guy with a six pack, and he's there, and he's oh, ladies, I wonder if I uh, would you like to buy this soda? I'll buy the soda because someone like you will give me bang me. No, and guys like you see a hot lady rolling across the car, eating a burger, and the Carl's Jr. adding like, I don't even like hamburgers. I'm a vegetarian, but for some reason, I want that hamburger. <laughs> and we use the people use. And they'll they'll use your desire against you. But when I talk about desire, I don't necessarily mean things of that nature. I'm talking about everyday desires and the kind of desires you'll have in specific situations. Have you ever been really, really just physically exhausted and someone that you know and love? I'm not going to say who your husband or wife sees you walk into the house tired you may even tell them i'll be right right back i've got to go to the bathroom or you know what let me just sit down for a minute and relax and then we'll have a nice long discussion at the table but they won't stop talking you're begging them to leave you alone with your eyes you're exhausted right but they won't stop talking and another thing, and the kids, right? Or maybe he's home with the kids and you walk in and you're exhausted. You drop your purse down, you drop your briefcase down. You just want to sit in a chair, drink a cup of juice and not talk to anybody for about 10 minutes. And he walks in, honey, you want to understand what the kids did? The kids, let me tell you something about a sporting event. You don't give two shits about their Give me a minute, honey. I got to go to the bathroom. Before you go to the bathroom, we talk about it for 45 more minutes. And some, and that desire is inside you. And you know what ex- desire I'm talking about, don't you? That desire for them to shut the fuck up. You know what I'm talking about. You just want them to shut up. Stop talking look at me i'm in my work clothes they looked all sharp and pristine when i walked out of the house they're slightly wrinkled and there's a little sweat on them 
I'm exhausted. It's been 11 hours. And I came home and I didn't sit in the chair. I just fell down and luckily there was a chair where I was going to fall down. And if this chair wasn't there and I landed on the ground, I got news for you. I would have been cool just laying there. I would have just looked over at you and said, it's okay. I didn't pass out. I'm not sick. I'm not anything wrong. I just don't feel like moving right now. Tell the kids to just jump over me when they chase each other through the room. You've been that tired when you've come home from work. You know you have. Or when you just wake up. You just wake up in the morning. You just got up. You just got up. You haven't even flicked the crust out of your eyes yet. You still have the kind of breath that will melt the mirror. You just got up. You haven't gone to the bathroom in nine hours. You want to go to the bathroom. That's all you can think about is going to the bathroom. Please leave me alone. But they won't shut up. They'll call you on the phone and you're figuring if somebody's calling this early, it must be important. So you pick up the phone and you're wondering why someone's calling you at 730 in the morning. You don't want to even want to be up, but you figure since I'm already up and I can't go back to sleep, I'm going to get something done, but not right now. I'm going to chill for a little while and I hope, but it's 730 in the morning. No one's going to call and annoy me. Phone rings and you're figuring it's got to be important and it isn't important. It's somebody calling you with stupid crap that could have waited i was expecting to get the answering machine but since you picked up the phone here's some more boring bullshit you couldn't care about in any particular reason because this kind of sucks here's some stuff that means nothing to you here's some stuff that doesn't apply to you at all here's some stuff i could have kept to myself and this is going to take about an hour of your day and you want to tell them hey shut the hell up but you <sighs> can you relate to any of this can you relate to any of this? And the reason I'm, and I'm talking about desire for this particular segment. And when I say desire, like I said, a lot of times people think of desire. When you say desire, all people think of is a sex. Oh, yeah. All they think about. Okay, I shouldn't say all they think about. They usually think about a sex. Oh, yeah. Sex, desire, sex. Oh, yeah. Or right after that, it's money i desire money things i want that car i want that house i want that this i want a yacht i want an airplane i want a stack of money that i can knock on the floor and roll cover myself in honey and roll around in and i should not have said that that makes me sound weird i'm going to skip over that and go back to just saying i want money desire oh yeah but a lot of times a lot of times a lot of times when we desire something it's not something as big as getting it on or something as big as millions of dollars it's something as simple as i'll put it to you this way your desire when you're tired for someone who won't stop talking to shut the hell up at that moment that desire beats any other desire that you could possibly have in, in a normal person's life. Yes, it does. I'm not talking about the over the top driven person who wants to be the captain of industry, that over the top driven person that wants to be a billionaire, that super duper mega talented person that does a podcast. <clears throat> I'm not talking about that. Oh, no. I'm talking about the regular everyday folks like us. 
right? Think about the time when you wanted to get it on with someone so bad. That moment right before you got it on. That moment when you looked at him and they were naked and you were naked and you were about to do some good stuff to each other's genitals. I'm talking about that time when you sat there and you looked at your paycheck. You couldn't wait to your paycheck. You knew you were getting a raise and you couldn't wait to get that raise. You knew that even though it didn't seem like much of a raise to anybody else, you knew it was a bit of a lifestyle change to you. You knew that this raise covered all your utilities by itself. And you knew that was essentially like getting your utilities for free. You got an extra couple, few hundred dollars or whatever that is a month because it, oh, this is great. I can't wait for that check. When's it coming? When's it coming? <laughs> Look at the check. <laughs> money, 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 money. Um, okay. Remember that feeling of the first time you made what you thought for yourself was real money. Remember that time with the person you really wanted to get it on with and you finally got it on with them. Remember the level of desire for that. Remember what that felt like. Remember it. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, sass potters. Close your eyes, sass potters. Close your eyes, sass potters. And think about when you wanted to be with that person. You finally got a chance to be with them. You're about to be with them. The moment before you started to be with them. The moment you ripped open that envelope and you flipped it up and you saw the money on that check when you finally started making some money you finally started making enough money to pay your bills you finally got that money you knew it was coming and now you got the money remember that feeling remember the level of desire for that check the level of desire for that naked person that you finally got remember it and i repeated it that many times because i wanted to burn it into your mind to remember it now Think of a time when you were exhausted. Oh, think of a time when you're driving home and all you can think about is I just want to eat a sandwich, watch a sitcom and have no one talk to me. Or I just want to go home and go to sleep. Or I hope no one's at the house. I don't want anyone. I just don't want to be bothered. Or I'm going to go home and I'm going to turn off that that damn, I'm going to turn off the ringer on the phone. I don't want to hear anything. Or I'm going to take my cell phone the second I walk in the house and shut this bastard off because it'll charge faster. I don't want anyone bother me. You're thinking that. You're thinking that. You're thinking that. And that's what you want to happen. But it doesn't work out that way. Before you can turn off the phone, before you can get that sandwich, before you can turn off your cell phone and sit down, somebody in your house walks up to you and, hey, mommy, baby, 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 honey, baby, 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 Give me a minute, I'm tired, but, but I need to tell you this. You get home, you're just about to turn off your cell phone. You're just about to turn off your cell phone. You're just about to push that button in and hold it for two seconds and turn off your cell phone. And your phone, your finger hits that button and that phone and that 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 that, that number starts to ring. And like a jackass, like an idiot, like a fool, out of habit, you press the button and answer the phone call and you're exhausted and it's somebody stupid stuff bullshit waste of time I don't know how to stop talking mental verbal diarrhea and you're trying to get rid of them but you can't and you like them too much you don't want to hurt their feelings because you know you're not going to be this tired tomorrow you know this level of fatigue is kind of an aberration i shouldn't say an aberration but you know it'll be at the end of whatever the next project you're working on it won't be that bad tomorrow after a full night's of sleep but right now you're tired and right now they won't shut up think of the level of desire you have for that person 
to shut the heck up. Think about it. Now, if you had a flow, if you had a chart, a bar chart, you'd have a, and you remember levels of desire and the levels of desire normally go up to 10, but the scale is going to be a little off. Normally they'd go up to 10. I'll keep it on the 10 point scale to make a point. Your level of desire to get it on that woman, to get it on that woman you wanted really bad. You know, that man you wanted really bad. Oh, that's at a, that's at a 9.5. Right. If you're that driven person for the money, the level, the level, the level, the level for that money, 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 money. Mr. Driven CEO billionaire is at a nine point five. Oh, yeah. We're probably going with these are the top things. Why are they at ten? I reserve ten for. Oh, God, my car is about to hit that pole. I hope I don't die. My desire to not die. That's a ten. Nothing else gets a ten. But that nine point five is all you're getting. Understand. Good. Back to the story. And then you think about the level of desire when you're exhausted, when you're exhausted, when you're exhausted and somebody just won't shut the hell up. Oh, no. If there was a chart, all of a sudden I'd have to reevaluate the chart. I'd have to reevaluate the chart because all of a sudden there'd be something above, not quite at a 10, not quite at a 10. And normally I thought it would stop at a 9.5, but no. Desire to get it on with the woman that you want real bad is a 9.5. Desire to get that money is at a 9.5, maybe even a 9.4. Maybe the money is, is a little less important than getting it on for some people, but they're within the same ballpark. But when you think about your desire for people to sh- Shut the hell up and leave you alone when you're tired. That level of desire is a 9.95. You know what's the truth. Close your eyes. Think. Get it on. I really want to get it on with that woman. Oh, this is great. I'm getting it on with that woman. This is great. Oh, money. I really want that money. I want to get the money. It's going to be the miles. Money is incredible. Oh, this is great. I love having this money. And... I'm so tired. I can't talk now. I gotta go. No, 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 not they, actually. You don't end the conversation. For something, something happens to them. They stop them from talking to you. Mommy, can you hold on? Oh, you know, I'll talk to you later. I gotta get Timmy some soup. You mean you're gonna shut up? Huh? I mean, okay. And they hang up the phone. If someone could bust into your house the moment the person who's talking too much when you just want to sit down and chill, if someone could bust into your house and just bust in at that moment, freeze time, get a camera, take a picture of your face, the look on your face when they shut their fucking mouths, if they could get a picture of that, oh my God, if they just got a picture of that, put it up on the wall and wrote underneath it, Powerball lottery winner, people would believe it because people who won the Powerball lottery have the same look on their face that you have on your face when you're tired and the person that won't stop talking finally shuts the hell up. Am I right? (laughs) Of course I am. Segment over. Well, folks, we did it again. This has been episode number 209 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you guys very, very much. My sass potters are the best, you bastards. Much love to all of you guys. I want to thank you very, very much. Here's an update, my friend. Uh, for those of you that didn't, uh, didn't know, I'm all over social media, baby. I'm all over the place. The S machine is everywhere. 
I'm on Instagram. Yep, S. Anthony Thomas on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. You'll never guess what it is. That's right. S. Anthony Thomas 1 on Snapchat. I'm on Periscope in two places. And they're both attached to my, um, to my Twitter accounts. Periscope on Twitter is a, at S, is a S. Anthony Thomas. At S. Anthony Thomas, I should say. And the, the, my, the show's Periscope is at S. Anthony Says. And those are also my Twitter handles at S. Anthony Thomas, at S. Anthony Says. Follow all of that crap, damn it. That's right. And I'm all, and if you want to, my verified page on Facebook is, it's current, just go look up as S. Anthony says. I'm, I, I applied to have it changed to S. Anthony Thomas. Um, but as of right now, my verified page is, uh, S. Anthony says, but hopefully it'll be S. Anthony Thomas. But either way, I'm there, baby. So go follow that crap. Um, and thanks for listening to this. And do me a favor. Uh, if you like this show, uh, make sure you let everybody you think will like this show know about this show. Um, if you're uh, listening on, let's see, if you're listening on iTunes, do me a favor. Five star rating. Give me a five star rating. Damn it. Uh, no matter what podcast you're on, make sure you, you rate and review the show. Uh, if you love the show, please make sure you rate and review the show. If you don't like the show, don't rate and review shit, you bastard. You have bad taste. Get the hell out of here, you piece of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> and I want to thank you guys very very much you guys uh, over the past couple of years uh, I've been doing this in October it'll be in the end of October of 2016 it'll be three years so it's still two and change right now um, you guys have been really really good to me the audience is growing and I've been getting some wonderful feedback from you guys and I appreciate that uh, to those of you that asked me what the email address uh, is the email address for me is the S Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Much love to you all. I will talk to you guys next week. It's been my pleasure. My honor to talk to you guys. Much love to all my sass potters. Thank you very much for everything. You're the coolest bastards on the planet. I really believe that to be true. And um, I'm going to keep saying that because it's the truth. It's kind of true. I don't know. I mean, the ones that I've, Actually, you know, written to me have been kind of cool. I don't know about the rest of them. They might be kind of fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's okay. They can't hear this on the microphone. So anyway, folks, I want to say thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening to the show. Much love to you all. I'm gonna say it now. You know what I'm gonna say. And it doesn't matter if you're riding on a lawnmower, if you're in an elevator, if you're on a treadmill, if you're walking down the street, if you're in your car. You know how I sign out from the show. I'm going to do it now. And I want you to do it with me. Come on, on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.